You know, you spend so much time sitting at a desk. Maybe you should think about standing at a desk. (laughs) That is so true. I am actually really excited about Uplift Desk. You get to choose so many things like the color of the desktop, the size of the desktop, and they have so many standing desks. I move around all day to get all the different things done between the podcast and real job, etc. So this Uplift Standing Desk, super excited about. And we should also point out if you've never used a standing desk, they move so you don't have to always stand. In fact, they recommend that you should spend about 45 minutes of every hour standing, 15 minutes sitting, because if you spend too much time, you'll strain your back. I also love the fact that they include free shipping. They have free a warranty, a 15-year warranty, not to mention accessories with your desk purchase. And don't worry, they don't wobble. It's completely stable. It's built to last, and you can tell with a 15-year warranty. If you want to look into yours, go to upliftdesk.com slash TCO. You're going to get 5% off your order. That's up L I F T desk.com slash TCO to get 5% off your entire order. My cycling started when I was in fifth grade. And the way I remember it, my dad came home and he told my mom that we were going to build an airplane and fly across the country. She said, absolutely not. And then the next thing I know, we're doing a two day bike tour from Connecticut to New Jersey. Wow. Um, and then, yeah, and then I think that's better than building our own plane and flying Probably. across the country. Yeah. yeah. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. You know what you need to know and what's it all about. Everything you need, it's on the clip out. Welcome to the clip out. Episode 120. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. So anything big and exciting happened this week? Yeah, I don't think anything. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, you know, little thing called Peloton filing their IPO intent, all of their paperwork. Yes, it finally, I guess it's been filed for a while, and but then it becomes public at some point? No, is that the they, way it works? I don't it, understand. The way it works is they file their intent to file, which they had filed. Yeah. And so that's how far SoulCycle got their intent to file. Gotcha. And then they never did anything. Ah. I think, yeah. And so this this was their all their S1, which has all of their financial details. Ah. And so basically that is what gets released to the people who, uh, I should also say... I know just enough about this to get myself in trouble. Right. Um, but uh, this is the document that gives everybody the financial background, like what the risks are, what the pros and cons are of their business so that they can make a sound financial decision upon the IPO being released. Gotcha. So typically, so like SoulCycle never made it this far. Um, Uber, this is like Uber did this. And then like within 30 days, Uber had released the IPO. So I'm not saying that will happen for Peloton. I'm just giving you an idea of what that... Another tech-based company that... Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Please keep in mind, we're not mad money. (laughs) This is for entertainment purposes only. (laughs) Because if we were mad money, we'd be talking like this. About everything. Oh, please stop. No, I'm going to stop. So so, uh, what other stuff do you have in store for people besides that is non-IPO Related. Hang on, let me scroll. Scrolling. 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 It's like the Blues Brothers. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. scrolling. Rawhide. Well, you know what? 
the flywheel prophet is visiting us. A flywheel prophet? Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't have the same ring. It doesn't. And so like, we need to come up with something else. Well, my first thought is, the, like, since it's flywheel, be like profit with an F. But I think we all know damn good and well, flywheel doesn't have any profits with an F. <laughs> Zing. Uh, and uh, we have a little mention from our beloved Peloton prophet. Yes. And, uh, but that's kind of related to the IPO. So, um, and then we have uh, a new celebrity that... Is mentioned having a Peloton And then we have all kinds of instructor updates And we got to talk about the big change to the schedule That's coming Awesome, then of course we will go in-depth on many Peloton IPO-related articles Yes, we so, got to dig in Awesome, so uh, before we get to that Shameless plugs, don't forget We're available on Apple Podcasts You can go there, rate, review, subscribe We have a new review Ooh. This is from Corp10 Corp10 Or Corp A10, I don't know it just says, love it. Love, love, love this podcast. I've been listening all week as I've been sitting with my son in the hospital. Hopefully Aww. he was okay. Uh, thankfully, he's doing better. Well, that was a quick reply. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> but having a little piece of my Peloton family with me while I'm away from my bike makes things a little better. You guys make life a little brighter. Thanks. Well, that is just so sweet. Oh, my gosh. You want me to make it unsweet? Okay. Here's the next line. John and Crystal, you guys are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. It does. So, <laughs> oh, that's great. So, uh, the leaderboard name is Find Me in the Sky, Minneapolis, Minnesota. So, thank you very much. <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, we'll let John know. <laughs> also, uh, wh- where was I at? Oh, uh, yes. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the clip out. Uh, while you're there, you can also join our group. The difference between the two is that the group allows you to interact a little bit more freely and you will post things and other people will see them where if you post it on the page, who knows where the Internet puts it. So please swing by, like the page, join the group. So uh, there, I believe that's all of that. Let's uh, let's dig in, shall we? Sure. It's time for news of the Paladin. Before we dig into the IPO stuff, because there's plenty to dig into, uh, let's talk about the Clipbot Challenge real quick. Uh, that is coming up. That's going to start September 6th. September 6th. So it's just around the corner. Yep. And if you want all the details spelled out for you in writing, you can go to the clipout.com slash the challenge. But uh, we can also tell you a little bit about it right now Yeah, so it's bingo And you you need to go online and get a card Those are the basics And it, it's all explained to you at theclipout.com Slash challenge But in case you are having any trouble whatsoever All you gotta do is wait Because this weekend we are going to put a little video out That's gonna walk through the steps We're also going to show you what the process is gonna look like So we will be putting that at facebook.com Slash theclipout One more little thing for any of you that have signed up Please check your email I have had a few people that have submitted The wrong bingo card Or the incorrect format for the bingo card So there are a few people I have not gotten any answers from Please check your email Because if you do not have your correct card Then if you do win We can't can't can't, see that you did We can't verify it So super important I'm super excited to get this started We're, We're practically We're like just like three shy of 200 people Awesome. So, so uh, it's gonna be lots of fun. Yeah, if you want to put us over the top to over 200 people, just go to theclipout.com/slash the challenge. Okay, let's do it. IPO stuff. 
Yes. Where do you do, want to start? The SEC? Should we just start reading the SEC filing page? <laughs> no, because I've got another surprise for you. Oh, we're, surprise. We're going to have a special guest on, uh, and we're going to do like a little bonus episode that okay. is going to dig into the details of pros and cons about this. So, okay. I'm not going to, therefore, I'm not going to read the entire SEC filing. Well, we were never going to read the entire well, no, I just meant we're not going to get that. Oh, I, here's a business term I cannot stand. We're not going to get that granular. granular. Uh, <laughs> but it seemed appropriate in yes. this moment. Uh, there are a couple of things that uh, that are more like our style that I wanted to talk about, though, on this podcast episode. And that is that there are some details that were buried amongst the all the little blah 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 so uh one of the fun things is that they have pictures of like all of their kind of like they talk about their employees and they talk about the people who ride the bike and so they go through the list well they had like pictures in there and one of the pictures was our very own chris merrill oh look at that yeah so cool he probably gets like two free shares for that (laughs) he should is how they do that he definitely should and that means that he will be in an sec filing forever yes like he is Going to be his face will forever be there when they make a movie out of this SEC filing, which they often do. (laughs) It will star Chris Merrill. Exactly. So uh, we have that. And then there was this little tiny line in there about a new merger that, that will be finalized in September. All kinds of speculation about that. Is it is it the mirror? Is it tonal? Is it something else like acquiring a podcast? <laughs> well, is not acquiring a podcast. No, because I mean, well, they could well, be, but it's it, not us. But it's not us, <laughs> right? I mean, maybe they're buying like This American Life or something. I don't know. Oh, so we have no idea what it is. Uh, I've had so many guesses. It could be something super boring. Could be something super exciting. Maybe it's hydro. I don't know. Maybe it has nothing to do with equipment whatsoever. It's Nordatrack. You <laughs> think they just bought Nordatrack? Yeah, yeah. They're just like. I, t- they're just tired of seeing the commercial. So then there was uh, also uh, lots of articles this week digging into the filing, right? Yes. And we're you not guys g- couldn't hear it, but my eyes just rolled so yeah. hard. Uh, we're not going to go through all of them. No. Because there were a lot. Mm-hmm. But maybe we just tack uh, some of the stupider ones. Okay. okay. I think that sounds fun. So Business Insider... <laughs> They they are at the top of the list for stupid. Yeah. Yes. Although I don't know this CNBC one, that's a tough. Well, that's a tough. That's a that's a jump ball. They are both at the. You're right. You're absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's just explain. Yes. Let's explain. Business Insider one okay. at a time. <laughs> Get so riled we're, up. We're there. We're just doing them alphabetically because it's <laughs> who can decide. Right. Well, uh, so Business Insider they say that Peloton CEO sells happiness more than bikes, and this is based on the fact that if you can't tell in my voice, I'm a little irritated with right. this. So uh, they said that this is based on the fact that John Foley like wrote a letter that was a pitch to any potential investor. So right. this letter goes into quite a bit of detail about Peloton and what it is. Now, if any of you read it, and and I highly recommend you do, and and it is obviously available at facebook.com slash clipout, you will see that it's it's all the things we already know about Peloton. Right. Like it's it's what we get. Like it's it's all of the warm fuzzy. But but I think it's important for that letter to be in there because I think as we're seeing with these articles, the the people that don't already have a Peloton, they look at it and go, well, people have been making exercise bikes for years. What's the big deal? Yeah, and so that was the next point. The, yeah. the the guy says 
The letter downplays the fact that fundamentally Peloton sells $2,000 indoor bikes instead of describing the firm, instead describing the firm as a global technology platform and a media company. But they are. Right. It's like, like fundamentally business insider. You don't understand. Yeah. Like you, have you ever even seen what they do? Right. Like did you do any amount of research? Any bit. I mean, I honestly feel like this is tantamount to if it's, you know, 2003 and somebody says, well, but Apple's selling a phone, but I've already got a phone. Yeah. Why do I've got my flip phone? What are they? Yeah. What are, what's up? With I've this? got a phone on my kitchen wall that's doing just fine. Like, I, I mean, I, I really think that they've completely missed the point. Right. And they they and and from their from their side for for a moment, I will Defend the fact that they read these things all the time, and everybody's telling you why they're changing the world. You know what I mean? You know what? I get that. But what I don't get is why you wouldn't do the research behind yeah. it before you write such an asinine comment. <laughs> and I and I think it comes down to if you're not gonna get a bike or a tread and take part, I don't think that you can ever truly get it. Unless you have a wife that has you start a podcast with <laughs> I mean, that's just it You know, you're adjacent to one of us Like, you are as close to being one of us as is possible I Without think. sweating Yes, yeah. yes we and, and not without trying We've yeah. tried, Tom You just refuse But it really, yeah they, they, they are missing the point So, Business Insider And I even tweeted at them Not yeah. that they responded No but they're idiots And well And I'm sure Just looking at you Going wow She's just a A, a, a mom who loves Her Peloton Pshaw Yeah I, I have no doubt Yeah So the CNBC one I'm gonna say This is the dumber Of the two Yeah now that I Think it through Like I think about The content of it Like the yeah. first one Just irritated the crap Out of me This one And I, I get the first one Like I, even though I don't agree And I think they're Totally missing the boat Like I get Why they don't get it But this Fair one enough. Is just ludicrous it is. So this one, they start talking about, uh, it's called, let me just give you the title, Peloton IPO shows companies serving the wealthy, not making us healthy, which, first of all, I wasn't clear or informed that Peloton was trying to make the world healthy, right. like that that was their mission statement. We're going to make the whole world wealthy right. or healthy. I never saw that in anything. Nobody and ever promised that. The the thing that I think and there are so many things that set me off about this, but the first is that it's like, oh, they serve the wealthy. Really? Really CNBC? Really CNBC who exists to solely report on the stock market? Are you... <laughs> Kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and like, it's and it's offensive to so many people who who do not consider themselves wealthy. I mean, I I don't consider us wealthy. We are comfortable. I'm not yeah, complaining, like, but, but we are not. I would not consider us wealthy. No. And there's a lot of other people that have pelotons that don't either. Right. You know. And so I think that and, I think that's an unfair statement as well. And there's a lot of people that have crunched the numbers compared to their to their gym memberships and have decided this is actually a value for them. Exactly. So so, yes, there's a large startup cost as opposed to a gym where you just go straight to this monthly payment that you can, can't get out of unless you send a registered letter th within a 45-minute window three weeks a year delivered by a turtle. Like, it's, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I, I just want to give people a couple of the bullet points yes. that they said just so, just so you can get the, uh, the tone behind it. Because... 
really the the title doesn't quite sum it up enough. The the first thing they said is that Peloton is more than doubled in size in the past year, riding a health and wellness trend because Peloton did nothing on their own. Yes. Then they say the company's growth is not translating into better health outcomes in general. Based on what? When they extrapolate this, what they say is that society as yes. a whole, not not Peloton. Because when I first read this, I was like, how are people exercising and not getting healthier? Like, is is the bike like injecting you with feline AIDS or something like and, they're, they're comparing it to, as Tom said, the entire society. They are not uh, looking at the people who have actually used the bike. <laughs> they are they are looking at, well, the United States in general is still the fattest country right. ever. So clearly Peloton did no good. Yes. Yeah, so, yes. Peloton, you have not made me healthier, and that's your fault. What? <laughs> yes. Yes. And then they say, and this is the kicker, Peloton isn't reaching consumers who could benefit it the most. Really? Because I was under the impression they had an entire comeback campaign this year where they gave away dozens of bikes to people who needed it the most. And that's nice, but also like dozens of bikes in the, across the, the entire but how many times have they given money when there has been absolutely a world disaster? But ultimately, it's not their responsibility. No, if they're so, not a not-for-profit. And if somebody <laughs> doesn't want to exercise, as listeners of this podcast know damn good and well, you can't make me. We, I mean, them. We, we know. And so, <laughs> and and so, like that's not their fault. Like I don't even understand the logic here. No, I mean, th- th- yeah, that's yeah, yeah. It, you really, you really screwed this one up, CNBC. Yeah, like, really badly. You have nothing at all helpful yeah. in this article. It's like tripping over a drunk as you leave a bar and going, thanks a lot, AA. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, yeah, that's the dumber one. Yeah, you're right. And then the New York Times. The New York Times. Featuring our own Crystal O'Keefe. <laughs> well, I mean, there was just a tiny little line. So you're in it. I am. Right. I, I, I did have a quote. In yes. It. it was very exciting. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I, that's I, really cool. It, it. But I have to say, I was a little bummed at the article because the article still wasn't that great. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was way better than CNBC. Yes. Because at least there was thought and coherency yes. to yes. it. There was actual research done here. And uh, so they talked about... Things like what Peloton, you know, has in their subscriptions, which they did get that wrong because they added bar like that bar had they had right. bar classes, but we'll let that go. They talked about how digital only subscriptions are 1949. And they said that it's a bet that once someone enters the Peloton ecosystem, they will stay there for all their workouts. The company. So Peloton counts one hundred and two thousand digital only subscriptions. So that was just an interesting little statistic yeah. I wanted to point out. Absolutely. Um, they said that it's hard to know how many of their subscribers will stick with it. The company reported less than 1% of its subscribers canceled each month on average, which I totally believe. Then they said... And but that sounds really low to me. It's incredibly low. Yeah. But then they said, but half of its 511,000 subscribers have joined in the last year. So they're saying like, so we don't know what's going to happen with these newer folks. And that's like, that right there gets to the crux of it, doesn't it? Like, you can you can parse this data kind of however you want. So it's like, they they took the fact that... They've doubled their subscription base in the last year and tried to 
turn it into a negative. Yes. Right. Yes. Oh, but I mean, but who knows if they're going to double your numbers in the last year? So clearly, that means you suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't say you will suck. They I just know. said, but we don't know if they're going to stick around. Right. But um, the but last. Oh, go ahead. You can look at the people who have joined. Like if they're having a one percent unsubscribe rate thus far, and you bring in all these new people, what would make you think that? Well, because percentage rate is going to change. I, I could offer a theory there that you have a different kind of person. Like the original people who bought in were the early adopters. They right. might have been the more affluent people who were getting the bike. And now now you're reaching out to people who are able to get a bike with zero percent down, zero financing. Yeah. And uh, so you're reaching a different demographic than you were when you first started. And so there might therefore be a higher rate of cancellations. But I would also say I don't think it's going to go to 50 Like right. even if it goes up Like why would you assume Why would you assume they're all leaving yeah. Well and also if you if you did uh, Buy the bike on a finance plan Well you I mean you've got two three years to pay it mm, off Very good point So you're, not, you're probably not going to cancel during that time frame That's that's a very good point Because you're making payments no matter what You don't get to you still got to pay for it Excellent point You signed a deal Mm-hmm. That's true well, they said in the end, it's there are there are going to be copycats here and elsewhere. So it comes down to who can execute faster. Yeah, it does. And that's Peloton. Right. Like they have been kicking everybody else's ass because this whole thing was their idea. You know, it's it's it's. If it really is frustrating to hear them talk about these other companies like they mean anything. Yeah, it's this was all Peloton's baby from the beginning. Well, and it, it I also think the problem that that competitors are going to have is the community like there uh, Peloton has created this ecosystem of all these different communities and all these different tribes and and the other bikes or other pieces of equipment that want to replicate what they're doing, you can't just purchased that. You know, like you can you can make a bike that's just as good. You can maybe even find instructors that are just as good. But there's the, right. And I said maybe. I know. I was just re- I was just reading. Okay. But but what you're not going to be able to replicate, at least not in the short term, is the depth of passion among the fan base. It's like you know, like right now, if you try to look at the other bikes that are trying to do what Peloton is doing, they're all trying to position themselves as Pepsi to Peloton's Coke. Mm-hmm. And really what you got going on here is RC mm-hmm. to Peloton's Coke. Absolutely. You know, there's no doubt about it, especially Echelon. It really that that one irritates me the most because it is. And one of these articles quoted it. I don't remember which one I've read too many this week, but it said uh, that they were a blatant knockoff. That's what they called Echelon. And it's it's true. Well, they are a- Echelon, disgusting. Echelon is Latin for blatant knockoff. I don't know if you know that or not. <laughs> well, then it's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> So segueing out of the IPO stuff Well it's IPO adjacent Okay well I guess if it's about Peloton It's all technically IPO adjacent <laughs> I just meant that this was this was reported on Because right. of the IPO Yes uh, there was an interesting Article on law.com Yes it oh. was uh, It's titled family matters In-house leaders who work with their daughters so the the whole point of the article is it says similar to Uber, Peloton's recent IBO, IPO filing shows the chief legal officer's daughter works at the fitness company, which I mean, I knew. Yeah. I knew that. Were they presenting this as like something scandalous? Uh, 
No, it says it's, okay. it's, it says that they revealed it, which I mean, I don't like that word because it makes it sound like, like it they were secret, hiding it, and like, it definitely yeah. was not a I mean, secret. She's, she's been clocking in and out. Heck yeah, that's known. Um, and, and I mean, she started back when she she actually interned there, like right. she before they even have it listed, but it, it just showed up. You know, she showed up in all the paperwork, and so they were like, "Hey, wait a minute," because they saw the last names, and right. so I think they basically wanted to just draw attention. I think this is all buzzwords. This all comes down to honestly, I've been doing. Tons of research on SEO That's what this entire thing is about Because <laughs> because like you've got Uber And you've got This this whole thing is like It's similar to Uber So now you've got Uber Which is going through their own IPO issues right now right. And then you've got Peloton And that's the hottest IPO Everybody's talking about it And so you can put both those things in there And put them in the same article And take a different take than everybody else has It's click It's just clickable That That's what this really was about Totally But, um, but they're saying that the chief legal officer Secretary and co-founder Hisao Kushi has something in common with a top lawyer for Uber technology and uh, that both of their daughters work with them. So Cushy's daughter is Kate Cushy, and she has been the uh, brand marketing campaign coordinator since August of 2018. And then um, there is the Uber guy's daughter, um, and she's worked there since 2017. So it's Mina Harris, and she has worked as head of strategy and leadership. She, even that is a little bit different. Like... <laughs> Coordinator versus head of strategy and leadership So that's a little different But I just want to say personally That we have met the entire Cushy family Well actually I have not met Karen I feel like I've met Karen because I've talked to her so much But we have talked to Had time to chat with everybody in the Cushy family They could not be more wonderful people Wasn't wasn't he the first Peloton employee Yeah and I didn't know that he was Right he was the first Peloton employee (laughs) To like like our Facebook page And I don't know if we've ever told them this But dude you scared the shit out of us because we're, we've been doing it for a, a, like like six days, or yeah, something? for not very long. And then, like the chief legal counsel's like, "Let me take a gander at what you got going on." And we were like, "Oh crap! What did we do? We're, this is either really good or he's going to own us." Yeah, that definitely is true. Yeah. So uh, it was it was it was nice that that he's a, he, they, he's been a big. I think he was one of the first people to like go around the company telling other people. About the show I right? honestly I don't remember That part of it yeah. But I know that uh, His wife reaches out And she'll tell me What she likes Or doesn't like About the show And things like that <laughs> And uh, she she really Cracks me up And uh, and their their daughter uh, Kate Whenever we were At the last homecoming Like she made a point To come up and, and say hello And got a picture With us to show Her parents Yeah Because she was like See I got to meet him And see him again <laughs> Well not meet Because that was The second time We had hung out But anyway Their whole family Is great yes. That was the whole Point of all that And uh, it's, that was not In the article <laughs> no, it's not in the article And I felt everybody needed but to we know will, that We will add that footnote And the whole time that Kate was running around Working her butt off at that During the uh, homecoming She had a lot to do And so And I I can't even begin to think about How much Hassau has to do Given <laughs> yes. the general counsel And then I could just list All the reasons he's had a stressful year <laughs> Absolutely So thank you for all you guys do for Peloton <laughs> So uh, the profit Made a prediction not too long ago about new instructors Yes And there was an interesting tidbit buried within the SEC filing There was There was Okay, so the interesting tidbit is that there are 39 instructors listed in the SEC Which would correspond exactly with the profits prediction Because the profits said three new instructors were coming And that would bring our total to 39 The takeaway here, what this leads us to believe Is that uh, 
the Peloton Prophet clearly has been involved in insider trading. <laughs> she's, they have they have hacked the system. <laughs> Fake news, Tom. Fake and, news. And will one day share a cell with uh, I don't know who that would be. Willie Nelson. He got arrested for tax. No, that was tax stuff. I don't know. So I thought that was interesting that uh, the prophet seems to have been corroborated. <laughs> we'll find out if the actual instructors are the same soon, but I think we know. I yeah, I feel pretty good about it. And uh, while we're on prophet news, <laughs> the prophets, the Peloton prophets, arch nemesis, the flywheel prophet, yeah, has a little prediction yes. of his or her own. Yes. So the flywheel prophet And we got to come up With a better name We got to yeah. come up With a better name You got to work on that Tom Well I, I mean I don't know if it's worth it How long is flywheel Going to be around <laughs> Well the flywheel prophet Says that they think Flywheel might have a, de- a deal in the works To start selling bikes At Walmart Interesting Further saying Your earlier prediction Of RC Versus Pepsi Yes Meanwhile Echelon is working On a deal with Aldi's <laughs> Hey, Aldi's has really come up in the world They have <laughs> My apologies, Aldi's Yes You're too good for Echelon You really are <laughs> But yeah, like the difference between Flywheel and, and Peloton is Peloton has an IPO, Flywheel has an IPO no <laughs> Well, I think it was SoulCycle that, that stopped their IPO That's, Either but, way But neither of them have one That They have not moved forward with one So You know what uh, SoulCycle and this show have in common? <laughs> the same number of IPOs <laughs> Saying shots fired <laughs> God if they listen They have to hate us They have to hate I us I have so no much. idea why they would listen just, to a Peloton fan podcast Just because they, they can't not It's like a sore tooth you can't stop playing with Well maybe they're hate listening <laughs> Exactly <laughs> So we have a uh, a new Peloton celebrity sighting We do Mentioned in Parade Magazine Allison Sweeney has a Peloton And she raved about it Oh who, I'm sorry, who is Allison Sweeney? <laughs> well, now she does movies on Hallmark, but she also did something else. Uh, I feel like she was on a soap opera or something. I feel like I'm going to get yelled at because I don't know the name. I don't remember. Well, it's been ex- too long since I read it. That would explain why I don't know who she is. Yeah, neither of those things are... You're really not the demo for either of those things. But sometimes you'd be surprised. You know what? She hosted... She was the host of The Biggest Loser. That's what it was. Okay. And still not your demo. Still not You're my not thing. the demo. Right. <laughs> I feel better for not knowing who she is. Good. Just a little instructor update. Christine Diercolet. Yes. At, uh, national championship national championships this week. Yes. Third year that she's been back at it. Awesome. And she's she's winning medals. I'll wait till everything's done and give you guys the full count. Don't want to jinx her. No. But she's doing great. Absolutely. That's great. Yes. Good congrats to congrats once again to Christine. Selena Samuela completed her first marathon ever mm-hmm. and placed First in women overall Isn't that incredible? That is incredible And qualified for the Boston Marathon Yeah That's some. That's a sporting event I've heard of <laughs> Yeah, it was really cool uh, Yeah, I couldn't I, I was shocked I mean, our, it's amazing The quality of instructors that we have I'm, I'm always surprised by it It's like, they're just out there winning shit It's crazy It's, it's got to make you feel better about your purchase When you see the people teaching you every day Doing things like that Yes, it know? does It does And then I see other people that are on the leaderboard That I'm Competing with and that's freaking amazing Absolutely <laughs> so there's a, a schedule Kerfluffle yes they have Announced peloton has announced that on 
<laughs> on September 9th, they are changing the schedule. They are going to be adding classes that are going to be for the West Coast. So there's going to be like a 9.30 p.m. Eastern class that will be at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time for okay. California. So the the thing is that when you go out to those classes, it's all listed as Encore, right? Interesting. Yeah. So... um. My theory is I think that we're going to see another instructor for from London be announced because some of the instructors have been posting on Instagram that they are making room for Ben and Leanne. They are making room for the UK instructors. Well, we know from the Peloton Profits predictions that there's at least one UK instructor that has been hired and that matches the filing. Right. So it only makes sense that this new instructor is going to be announced next week because that's why it's listed as Encore. They don't want to give it away. They don't want to say the name yet. Right. Ah, So you think they're going to flip that to... The, the instructor once the instructor has been announced I do Gotcha mm-hmm. Very interesting I will also be interested to see What sort of turnout they have for their classes At that time of night So like not Their walk-in classes Their walk-in classes they're gonna, and, and when they're in New York They're going to be walk-in classes So what it looks like they've done Is they've added that extra class And this is just me looking at all the different schedules that have come out They have actually posted the schedule on the door of the Peloton Studio saying our new walk-in class times. And so one of the new class times is this slot. So, And then today, Alex Alex Toussaint said, I am moving to 8.30 p.m. So I don't know for sure, but my theory is that they moved another U.S. instructor to that late. And that's when the walk-in is going to be. But in between that is going to be the UK instructor. That's how I think it's going to go down. I I don't know. Right. It'll be interesting to see. And they also haven't revealed the other two instructors for the US. So maybe that has something to do with this, too. Um, Because they talk. I think there's going to be new slots kind of spread throughout the day. I don't think it's just going to be that one. I don't know. We'll see how it all works out. We shall all see soon. You know what people love to do? What's that? Eat. But you know what? (laughs) They maybe hate to do or don't have time to do Cook Cook Yeah, some people love to cook I'm not one of those people And I really like when we are able to find something amazing like Factor Whenever I checked into Factor I got a box of keto for you Okay And I got the calorie smart for me uh, Because I know that meat is the focus of your meal That it is And for me, I'm like, I want to try all the things So as long as it's healthy I'm good. It can be any kind. But the nice thing is these are like two minute meals. You fuel up fast with Factors restaurant quality meals and they're ready to heat and eat whenever you are. And you know what? We even did the math. The Factor is actually less expensive than takeout and every single meal is dietitian approved. It's the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easily. No prep, no mess meals. Head to factormeals.com slash TCO50 and use code TCO50 to get 50% off. That's code TCO50 at factormeals.com slash TCO50 to get 50% off. Yes. Checking in with the Peloton community. So uh, joining us today via the magic of skype phone is Sarah Lester. Hey, Sarah, how's it going? Hi, it's going well, thank you Good, glad to hear it You could never have a child named Maurice (laughs) Actually, funny that you say that That's what my brother wanted to name a child Maureen or Maurice if he had one (laughs) 
I don't get <laughs> Luckily, it. Luckily, he hasn't had any. Well, that's good because <laughs> the, 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 if you call Thomas Tom, Maurice's tend to be named Mo. Exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yes. yeah. Yeah, that would be unfortunate. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's worse than being on the no fly list. <laughs> yeah. Great school years would be rough. Yes. Yeah. That'd be a keep an eye on their fly list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> well, uh, Sarah, I, I always start with the question, how did you find Peloton? For me, I found the Peloton on the Tour de France, but it took me a while to pull the trigger. Every July, we watch the tour. I mean, once the tour starts, we're in, we're watching it for the whole month. And probably 2015 is when I started seeing the Peloton commercials. But I got to be honest, at that point, I wasn't even thinking of Peloton, although I was a rider, I rode inside. Their commercials, they just were so not relatable for me because I mean that house was beautiful <laughs> the mom that was working out she looked perfect <laughs> the kids were perfect the, you know the kids were clearly she was getting them ready to go to school and there was no yelling no <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no one had problems with the seams in their socks. It was neat house. And so I was like, well, that looks really cool, but that's probably way out of my league. So, you know, my, my dad sent me a couple articles from the New York Times, but it really wasn't even on my radar as something that I could purchase was in my wheelhouse until I had some health problems in about 2017. And that's when I finally pulled the trigger. But prior to that, I mean, I've been a long time cyclist and spinner. My cycling started when I was in fifth grade. And the way I remember it, I'm not sure if this is how it actually happened. My dad came home and he told my mom that we were going to build an airplane and fly across the country. And uh, she said, absolutely not. And then the next thing I know, we're doing a two-day bike tour from Connecticut to New Jersey. Wow. Um, and then, yeah, and then I think that's better than building our own plane and probably, across the country. Pro- probably yeah. safer. It seems like it'd be easier to get, you know, clearance and stuff, too. Yeah. yeah. And then after that, we did a bunch of bike tours every year. And, you know, I remember in the 90s when spinning first started, you know, we were living in Philadelphia at the time, and I just desperately wanted to give it a try. But it was only at the most expensive of health clubs, and there was no way a medical student could join one of those. And then it finally made its way to us. And then, you know, that's when I started. And I love spinning right from the get go. I kind of did my own thing in the house. Like at first, I was spinning to the Real Housewives or <laughs> um, Dance Moms. So yeah, I'd, I'd pick up and pick up the speed and do intervals whenever there was an argument on Real Housewives. Or <laughs> Man, I'm surprised you're still alive. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it was a good workout. And then or if Abby Lee Miller yelled at one of the Dance Moms, I'd pick it up. And then I moved on to Zwift. And then, you know, eventually moved on to Peloton once once the health problem started. Oh, okay. So clearly you were in good shape before you got the Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was, I'm a long-term runner. I started in high school and was pretty good in high school. Tried in college, but didn't make that transition to college running particularly well. And really got into triathlons in 2005. But when the health problems started, by the time I got to Peloton, I was as low as low can be. I was not in any kind of shape. I had been in shape before, but I was as far gone as far as shape as you could probably be. And is that due to the health problems you mentioned? Yeah, yeah, it's starting in it's funny 
the health problem, it ended up being psoriatic arthritis, which is a form of autoimmune arthritis. And looking back on it, it was happening for a long time prior to me realizing what was going on. In 2010, I got IT band issues. And, you know, I had run for 30 years with no running injury. So I thought, wow, you know, I was due a running injury. So I didn't really think much about the IT band. But then when I started to run again, I noticed that my stride just sounded different. And I'd put in enough miles to know things sounded different and it was on my left side what sounded different was it like the impact with which you were hitting the ground or like the 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 cadence the rhythm or the cadence or what what it sounds different yeah, so the the right foot sounded like you'd expect, but the left foot sounded kind of like a shuffle. And it just, it didn't sound even, and it definitely sounded different. I didn't notice any limp, but people would be like, oh, what's wrong with your knee? You know, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh, there's nothing wrong. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. So I just ignored them. But then I started to realize that I couldn't straighten my knee. And so I saw a doc and they were like, well, you know, that that happens sometimes they're like you know if you contract this muscle and squeeze this and go this way you can straighten it i'm like all right i guess you're right so (laughs) i I went on my merry way and wait was your doctor rube goldberg like what is he's got this elaborate plan for you to be able to extend your leg like that's I know. And I went with it. I, you know, it, for me, I was in the office, I was like, well, I guess you're right. I guess it is nothing. And I'll just be on my way. And I just I just I didn't even think twice. I, I'm sorry. I just wanted to clarify something you said when you were a med student. So do you have medical training as well? Yeah, I'm actually a pediatrician at New London Hospital in New London, New Hampshire. And I I was just curious what your doctor side thought of that interaction. Well, doctors make the worst patients. And so I was like, (laughs) if they say there's nothing wrong, I'm good. I'm, you know, I'll ignore absolutely everything and I'm good to go. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. I think it's kind of how like the doctor gets mad when you come in. You're like, well, I read on WebMD. Yeah. Like. (laughs) Treating another doctor is like treating WebMD. Right. Yeah. Like they know they know all the things. Right. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times for our own health care or, you know, the reason why you never treat your family, you know, you're like, well, it's not cancer. It's not meningococcus. You know, you're, you're probably good to go. And so <laughs> and that's not the best way to be. And that's how that's not how we approach our patients, but that's often how we approach ourselves, which well, yeah, isn't great. There's no money in approaching patients like that. You gotta, <laughs> <laughs> gotta <Yeah>. eat. <laughs> and, and, and the satisfaction tends to be pretty low. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, I totally ruined your flow because you were you were oh, no. going down a path there. So. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, and then just you know the next few years after that it just what I tore hamstring after hamstring plantar fasciitis bad back pain and it was just injury after injury but again I was like "Ah, I'm getting old you know I went for 30 years no running injuries so yeah I I should be pretty good and then I was getting ready for the Disney princess half marathon in 2017 and things were just not good. I mean, I knew my knee wasn't good and I was I was a little worried that I wasn't going to be able to complete the Disney Princess half marathon. And it was bad enough that I made an appointment with the doctor for when I got back before I left, figuring it's either going to be great or this is going to be a disaster. And then when I got to Disney, 
it just felt like the knee just would not move. It was like I had a stroke or something. So I did what any smart person would do. And I went to the expo looking for a brace. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) I was looking for ice packs, braces, anything to get me through the weekend. And so I managed to put things together and kind of get things ready for myself. And I managed to get through the weekend. My times weren't great. But then like the next morning, I was like, this is just not good. And then it was okay in Disney, although every time I had to move, it was a problem. And there's a lot of moving at Disney. Yeah, that Um, is true. Yeah. (laughs) And then I got home and my knee just exploded. And so I went to the first orthopod and they drew a ton of fluid out, put some steroids in, you know, and they're like, lose some weight. And I was like, well, all right, I, I guess I'll try losing some weight. And, you know, they're like, this weird, but it happens. And so we went back and forth. The knee was, they'd put the steroids in, draw the fluids out. And then finally, someone I swim with who has rheumatoid arthritis, because it was just weird and it wasn't going in the right direction. I was like, how did your rheumatoid arthritis present? Because rheumatoid arthritis and psoriatic arthritis they're in the same family, although they affect different joints. They're they're somewhat similar. And I wasn't thinking psoriatic arthritis at all. But then she talked about how she presented and I was like, hmm. So then I, you know, luckily there's a rheumatologist on staff and you know, that was the, she was my next stop. And that's when everything got, got going. But then, you know, as things went on, kind of leading up to Peloton, it got worse and worse. And so the summer where I made the decision to get the Peloton, I was watching the Tour de France. So this is the summer of 2017. And by the time the diagnosis was actually made, I was a mess. I couldn't bend my left knee and I hadn't put it all together. I couldn't bend my left knee, but I, so I was like, must be some cartilage stuff. I had right wrist pain. I was like, it must be carpal tunnel. And then I had right elbow pain, neck pain. I'm like, oh, maybe that's Lyme disease. And then I had uh, (laughs) right shoulder pain. I'm like, oh, that's got to be my rotator cuff. And then right jaw pain pain. I'm like, that's TMJ. And finally, my rheumatologist is kind of like, you're not, you're, not, <laughs> you're missing everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so that's when she made the, the diagnosis and we started treatment. But I mean, I couldn't move the summer of 2017. So I watched the Tour de France and Christian Vandeveld and Bob Roll. And you know, I said prior to this, I was like, there's no way I could ever afford a Peloton. But then watching it, I was like, you know, when I can bend my knee enough, I am getting a Peloton. I don't care how much it costs. And we didn't have any stores around us to give it a try. You know, I was just like the commercials. It looks really cool. I love spinning. This is going to happen. And so in September of 2017, when I could finally bend my knee, that's when we finally made the purchase and finally got the bike. Sight unseen. I'd never tried a Peloton, never knew anyone with a Peloton, but I was hooked right from the get-go. Well, of course, it's an amazing bike. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) It's been a while since we've kind of talked about Zwift compared to Peloton. But since you've used both, I'm, I'm curious of your perception of the two of them, because they both have their place. In, in the fitness world. I do like Zwift, but it got a little repetitive and I didn't 
for me, I wasn't able to push myself as hard as I really needed to, to get the results that I wanted. And also, I'm not a real technical person. And for Zwift, there is some technical stuff. You know, things have to be paired. You have to spin the bike down. And so I want something where I can just press the button. So that's Peloton. I can just press the button. And then the other complicating thing is one of my sons, his dream is to be a pro triathlete. And so he started doing bike training in the winter. So I had to share my wind trainer with him. Uh-oh. And so it would mean taking his bike off, putting my bike on, and, and that would just got old real quick. Um, I bet. So, but he's, he's all over the Zwift. He, he is not going to Peloton. So we're a, a, a divided family. <laughs> well, those are the days we live in. There are lots of divided families. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, at least it's over sports. Yes. (laughs) That's true, at least for now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what exactly is, I mean, I know you said it's an immune deficiency. It's like a disease, but like how does it affect your joints and why? I mean. What makes it different than than other. It sounds exactly like rheumatoid arthritis. So like, I, I guess I'm not really sure of the difference. Yeah, it's an autoimmune illness. About 10%, I, I believe the percentage is 10% of people with psoriasis will go on to develop the arthritis. And I never had the rash, the psoriasis rash, but it's an autoimmune disease, very similar to rheumatoid arthritis, but it affects different joints. So whereas the rheumatoid arthritis really starts usually in the hands and kind of works its way out, the psoriatic arthritis affects more of the bigger joints. So knees, and when I look back on it, the plantar fasciitis, that was the psoriatic arthritis and the back pain and the back pain was just horrible but I just thought ah, I must have tweaked it you know whatever I just, I just blew it off but looking back that was a psoriatic arthritis and also it's it's really interesting one of the big things with both rheumatoid arthritis and psoriatic arthritis is stiffness in the morning and to at one point I actually thought about keeping crutches by the bed so I could get up earlier but still when the rheumatologist asked me do you have any stiffness in the morning it didn't even connect to me that I actually had stiffness I was like no no I'm totally fine I'm good no problems (laughs) but then when I started the medicine and I could just get out of bed in the morning I was like Oh, that's what she was talking about. But I mean, I'd get up like, I mean, my 70 year old dad got up easier than I did. You know, I'd get up and it would take me forever to stand up straight. And I do triathlons and getting off standing up straight off the bike was just a whole nother level of pain. But yeah, I just sucked it up. And then for my athletic performance, it was tough because the worse I got, the more I trained. And then the more I trained, I think I just got into a point where I was just overtraining. I was fatigued beyond belief. And it was just going in the wrong. It just everything culminated in just, you know, disaster. Boo. So um, does that get treated the same way? Or is yeah, it many of the disease or many of the treatments are the same. So okay. I'm on a bunch of different medications. One of them is an immunosuppressant, which sounds horrible and you know, 
I'd rather not be on it, but it's given me my motion back. It's given me my ability to do things back. And I'm, I'm just grateful there were people that work in those labs and figure that out because it was amazing. I had gone for months and then I started the immunosuppressant the week of Christmas 2017. And within hours, I started to get movement back wow. in, in my left knee. Yeah. So for any lab nerd that helped, I am very appreciative. I bet. Yeah. yeah, that's that's wow. That's quite a difference. Yeah. So since it suppresses your immune system, did you what do you have to do different? Do you or do you have to live differently or do you just wash your hands extra? Oh, my God, you treat Petri dishes for a living. <laughs> like Exactly. It, it is a little bit concerning and I am super careful in the office. So, I mean, you never have to worry that if you're seeing me, I haven't washed my hands. I, I wash that stethoscope off. If I'm seeing a, a patient who has respiratory symptoms, I wear a mask. I wear gloves, you know, if it's appropriate. But it really hasn't changed my life. And it's it's also interesting that before this, you know, when I got sick, I got really sick. Like, I couldn't just get the sniffles. I was just down and out for weeks. But since starting this, I can get the sniffles. I can get a little bit of a cold. Um, and talking to my rheumatologist, because that was that was not what I expected. And she said that it's just because the immune system was just going, 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 going. And now that it's just quieted down a little bit, I can get a normal illness and be okay. I just have to be a little extra careful because it's not an immunosuppression like chemotherapy. Right. It's just mildly lower. Okay. But that's counterintuitive, but yeah. I guess it makes sense that it's like it was doing so many things, it was kind of worthless to you anyway. So <laughs> exactly. do this yeah. other thing and it won't be where it should be, but it'll be better than it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and she and her she thinks it just brought it back down to normal levels. It was like the immune system was just just going way too hard. Yeah, you were probably uh, all kinds of inflamed. That's the uh, one. Right, for. exactly. Yeah, and that's what one of the markers is. They look for inflammation, and that was the first clue that something something was off. Because with all the autoimmune illnesses, they're not always easy. Well, they're never easy diagnosis to make because there's not really one test that you're like ah. So the first test they'll typically do is a test looking at inflammation and if that's normal great but if that's abnormal then that's a that's a sign and mine was abnormal that was kind of the first clue that there was something more going on than just swelling in the knee huh well wow, that's, that's fascinating yeah. yeah you were like if you turn on the furnace and then opened all the windows yeah exactly that's a good yeah. that's a good analogy yes <laughs> <laughs> so how has peloton worked with your arthritis like how is that affecting it oh i i, I feel like john foley has been listening through our alexa and knows exactly <laughs> what i need at any <laughs> given time so i don't know if he is but i mean Whenever I've needed something for the arthritis and to help with the recovery, it's like they're they're reading my mind. So he must be listening through the Alexa. Like, That's what's the only an example? Option. What's an example? Well, I started the immunosuppressant, which gave me more motion in my knee, which was great. But it was like two steps forward, three steps back, because all of a sudden I had more motion in my knee, but I didn't have the muscle strength to support it. So oh. I was still trying to run, but... It ended up being an absolute disaster. And I did a 5K not too long after. And 
the pain was so bad. I went from the 5K to look for crutches at the store, which is really not how you want to end your race. So, and I swim and I'd been swimming through the whole thing. And I remember I had a swim set and I did the swim set that morning. And I, at the end of the swim, I was like, you know what? Everything has to come to an end. I've had 30 plus years of running. I was a runner. I think it's time to call it. I can find happiness and contentment as a swimmer. Peace out. Done. And so then I get to work because I swim it before work. And wouldn't you know it was on my email? It was the tread announcement. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) and literally like a half hour after I said, my running is over. There's a tread announcement. And that was just super cool. So I went home and I told my husband, we're getting the tread. And he's like, but you can't even walk. I'm like, I know. But so that tread inspired me to figure out what I needed to do. So the first thing I needed to do was to get to a physical therapist that treated me as an athlete. But if they hadn't made that tread announcement, I really, I think my running, it would have been done because, you know, I had been seeing a PT and, you know, it was clamshells. They were treating me like an old chubby lady, which I was, (laughs) but (laughs) they, uh, I mean, clamshells and all that. So I went to, uh, what's a clamshell? I don't know what that means. Oh, you, you lay on your side and you kind of bend your knees and oh, you the raise exercise. your knee a bunch. Oh, okay. okay. I thought yeah. you were like in some sort of clamshell like the Little Mermaid. <laughs> like Ariel. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you had a dingle hopper in one hand and it was crazy. I think a dingle hopper would have fixed everything. Yes. <laughs> People underestimate them. Yeah. But so I went to, uh, we had, were fortunate to have a pro triathlete who's also a physical therapist who I know she's not messing around. So I went to see her and she assessed it. The other PT had said, well, your knee doesn't really need to be straight for running. And I was like, I don't really think you're right, but whatever. (laughs) I'm going to see her. And she took a look and she's like, look, your knee is frozen. We need to undo this. And so, you know, she's a kind of physical therapist that inflicts necessary pain. So she'd be like, you know, we're going to do this today. And I'd be like, yeah, I don't think I'm ready to do that. I don't think I can. And she's like, oh, no, this is what we're doing. <laughs> and, you know, and it, it was not fun, but it was it was exactly what I needed to to get things going. Um, so that was the first thing, you know, the tread getting me inspired enough to go there. And then this wasn't a John Foley one, but then I saw Stronger You coming up over and over and over in the Fit Fab 40s. And so... You know, I knew I needed to lose some weight and I was unclear how I was going to do that because in the past I'd used exercise to really out try and out exercise a bad diet, which didn't work well long term for me. But so in March of 2018, that's when I started with the Stronger You to start trying to get some of that weight off and get some healthy habits and undo some of the dysfunctional eating habits that I had for a while. And then I was getting things going, wanted to get back into some racing, even though I wasn't going to be able to really race. But that's when the tread workout started. And I had an old treadmill and I didn't have the tread yet, but I could do those tread workouts and the strength workouts, which were great to develop that. And so they were helpful to get me going again. And then towards the end of 2018, I remember thinking, you know, I really got to get back into yoga because I need to get flexibility, improve my range of motion. And wouldn't you know it? 
the next day they announce, oh, look, we're going to start the yoga (laughs) on December 26th. And I was like, sweet. (laughs) And then there are a couple other things. The meditation, I saw something about meditation, decreasing stress. And, you know, then they put meditation in there. And so, like I said, I think John Foley, I think he's been listening on Alexa. And I'm very grateful. He can keep listening because, you know, if he thinks I need anything else, I'm happy to do whatever it is he thinks I need. Well, he's he's a good physician then for you. That's good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's done well. <laughs> that would be great. I just picture him listening to all the wishes coming in. Yeah. You know, like all the like Santa Claus. Yeah. And he's just like soaking it all in, yeah. you know. <laughs> I'm on his naughty list. (laughs) I have to say, though, I do think of you often because, yeah, I know you don't do the Peloton, but when I couldn't do any exercise over that summer of 2017, I have never been more miserable in my life. Like, (laughs) life was so boring. Like, I'd wake up, I'd go to work, I'd go to work, I'd come home. And without exercise, I was like, Life is just no fun. And so I think of you all the time and I'm like, man, I give you credit for not exercising because I don't know how you do it. I'm such a ray of sunshine. I don't think it's safe for me to exercise. Can you imagine how chipper I would be if I were to pour exercise on top of this? Excellent point. I don't know the world. Well, maybe that would be exactly what the world needs right now. And I'm just saying... You sided with me. She's a doctor. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Could you write me a prescription for no exercise? Yeah. I don't think you get the credit you deserve for not exercising. <laughs> the medical community has spoken. Oh, my word. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. But I will say, if John Foley is listening, I really want a rowing machine. I've already (laughs) fought the argument with my husband. We have, well, I have a space cleared out. I'm ready for the rowing machine. So anytime he's ready, and if there's an announcement coming, I would love to hear it. I feel like there is. I mean, the the prophet was pretty sure that that was the next next thing that's going to happen. And it has been confirmed so many times. I do, but I... The timing, you know, if it's anything like the tread, you know how that was, because I remember that morning very well when the announcement came out for the tread and we had we had already pre-purchased ours within 15 minutes. And so uh, (laughs) um, I agree with you, but I just don't know. You know, you're going to have to wait probably a while unless they're going to do the rollout completely differently this time. So maybe they're waiting till they get further along to to announce it, you know? Yeah. I'm happy to be a test person for it. If he's listening. (laughs) (laughs) That's good to know. And also, I've heard people say that they have a mergers and acquisitions department now. And I've heard people wonder if maybe they're going to, you know, buy something like a hydro or something like that. So we'll have to. We'll have oh, to keep our eyes on that. Fingers crossed. I know. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty curious about that mirror, too. I've got my eyes yeah. on that one, too. I, I'm more interested in the tonal and being able to, to do the resistance. Which I get, but I don't think that they do, like, live classes the way the mirror does. Oh. So... That's the negative to me yeah. And I haven't I haven't used it myself So I could be wrong I was just at, When I was looking at it For my dad Because I was going to get him Either the mirror or tonal For <laughs> Father's Day But I was told That was a hard no From my mom and yes. my dad They were like uh, We don't do technology In this yes. household So no. we, we, 
we will only accept something that's advertised by Charles <laughs> Charles Bronson or Chuck Norris. <laughs> Ooh, yes. and they haven't had much new stuff recently. No, but yeah. we had to get a total gym. It broke my heart. So, yes, yeah, that was. That she was made thing. me order it. Yeah, I couldn't. She's do like, it. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Please go order this. On that had to be a sad day. It was yeah. a sad day. I'm like. Oh, this is killing me, you guys. You don't even yeah. they, but they've they've never even listened to the podcast. They don't even understand what it is. They they just know yeah. that there's this bike thing we talk about. Right. That's all they know. <laughs> it, it, my dad, he's a he's a hardcore cyclist and he will go out and he's in his seventies now. He he still goes to Europe and you know, he'll do these unsupported bike tours and and he'll go out in weather that I would never dream of riding in. And I'm trying. And he lives in Colorado. I'm desperately trying to get him to get a Peloton bike, but he's just too cheap. And, so, <laughs> and he, I'm hoping because Howard Stern with Howard Stern purchasing one. He's a big Howard Stern fan. <laughs> I'm hoping that while I couldn't push him over the edge, maybe Howard Stern can push him over the edge to getting one. Yeah, you never know. Never know. That yeah. is, that's a good point. But, you know, I'm... You, just be happy he's still that active and enjoying his yes. life because I I think it's sad when people don't do much with their lives after a certain point. So oh I yeah think it's great. yeah he's still very active and that's like, wonderful. You know my older boys they want to travel more and you know I can't travel because I don't have a ton of vacation time. But I'm like call grandpa. Grandpa will go on a bike tour with you, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. It, and, and he's doing the bare bones like he puts his bike together when he gets to the airport, stays at the youth hostels. No, he does there. not. Are well, you wait, serious? How, how, but if he's 70, how's he at a youth hostel? <laughs> hey, there's no age limit on the youth hostel. Well, then they need to stop calling them youth hostels. <laughs> <laughs> and just call them the financially responsible hostels. Right. right. <laughs> I just don't think I could do that, particularly by myself. I'm, I am a nervous person in general. Like I have to have everything all spelled out for me and planned so like going to a place where I have to like share a room with people I don't know I don't I don't know that I could do that so my hat's off to him for that he's been doing that forever and one story from one of our tours together is we were in I think it was Vienna and we had ridden our bike to Vienna and we stayed in a youth hostel and you know I asked where are the showers and so I go and they say they tell me where the showers are so I'm like there are guys in this shower like uh, you know, so I'm I'm like, there must be another shower on the other side. And so I'm walking all over. And finally, I realized there is one group shower in this youth hospital. And I was like, oh, my God. So like you didn't <laughs> but, have like a private like curtain just for you? No. So I waited oh. till it was vacated. And then I took the fastest shower humanly possible. Oh, my <laughs> God. I, <laughs> I would be I couldn't do it. I would be like, yeah. well, I guess I'm not showering today. <laughs> I think that's why I love Disney so much now, because we had some very adventurous travels. And like there was one time we were, you know, we were traveling in, in Europe and, you know, we're on our bikes and this is before GPS and he, you know, some of the, the hill, like the mountains in Europe don't get, even when you watch them on the tour, they are steeper than you realize. So we had just come down one of the mountains and my dad's like, I left the map at the top. <gasps> and I was like, Oh, <laughs> that was 
painful. Oh my gosh. So did yeah. you all go get it or did you just be like, well, you left it. <laughs> MFR. <laughs> we'll wait Somehow here. We managed to forget that one, but there were a couple times like a lot of youth hostels that are up on hills. So after a couple long days, every once in a while, we'd see where the youth hostel was and we'd be like, screw it. We're staying in a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really cool that you guys do that. Yeah. I was just thinking your dad has been using youth hostels so long. <laughs> he's literally grandfathered in. <laughs> or maybe great grandfather. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, Tom. Okay, so when we were corresponding back and forth in preparation for this interview, you told me about a, a diaper bank that you had started. Explain what that is and how you came up with the idea. And please tell me it's for new diapers. <laughs> it is for new diapers. <laughs> Okay. And for babies. Okay. And so we, you know, I'm, to be honest, I don't know where the idea came from. I know, you know, leading up to the ride, I had been, my husband's very active and he coaches a lot in the community. And so he'd been involved in, in the community. And I was looking for a way to give back in the community, but hadn't really thought of anything. And, you know, I was just kind of looking for something. And then I took one of Christine's rides I, and it was a crank it up ride, like in March or April of 2018. And it was at the end of that ride. And it, you know how she puts those instrumental songs in that just make you go like from the bottom of your heart just pour it all in yeah and so i was breathless i thought i was gonna die and she's like what are you gonna do with your life and i'm like i don't know and then she's like are you gonna write the next american novel and i'm like uh hell no and then she keeps going are you gonna make the right the next song or sing the next song and i'm like mm, again uh big old no and then you know she asked a few more questions and it just came to me like lightning i'm gonna start a diaper bank i got off the bike and i was like i don't know where that came from um, <laughs> and, and so i told my husband i said i guess i better look into that a little bit more and because uh, what diaper banks are they've sprouted up probably over the last five years or so but to address diaper need because diapers cost a fair amount of money yes, diapers wipes Absolutely. so more and more places have diaper banks and you know for some places it's a girl scout that started it as her i i forget what the the big girl scout award is um, some places just food banks have it as part of their food bank so they're in a bunch of different places so the first thing was to look and see if this was in our community and it wasn't at this point and we're in a rural area so driving to one of the diaper banks was an issue i went online and on one of my face my pediatric face groups i put it out there you know does anybody have a diaper bank has anyone done anything and they put me in contact with someone that started one in long island and she was nice enough to get me going. And so then I had to go way out of my comfort zone. And I thank all the Peloton instructors for that because I needed their words of encouragement. Those words they throw out, you know, I really used them when I needed them. I was like, you know, what if I can? What if I can create the diaper bank? And, you know, what if I can? I can at least try. So, you know, I decided, you know, I thought about it, how to do it. I went to the CEO of our hospital to ask for permission and some of the other leaders. And they didn't say no. They may not have said yes, but I took 
them not saying no as kind of a green light. So I just <laughs> went for it. And they didn't really know what it was, but it turned out we had the perfect room off of our lobby to put in that diaper bank. And then the next thing I had to do was raise money. And this is when I was totally out of my comfort zone. So first thing I do is I asked uh, my, some family members for cash to fund the diaper bank. And luckily, one of the people I asked has some great community connections and once we started to get both cash and diaper donations, things really started to take off. Then it was the question, you can think about it forever or you can just go for it before you're ready. And so I didn't want to do paralysis by analysis. So, you know, <laughs> I wasn't quite ready, but I just jumped right in. We started in June and last year we distributed, in our first year of existence, we distributed over 12,000 diapers. Wow. Wow. Yeah, lots of wipes. And the best thing is, is granted, I started it. I'm the one that got things started. But the response from the community has been fabulous. And I think a lot of times people see where their money, they don't know where their money is going. When you donate to a big group, who knows where that money is going? But people get it. You know, they donate money. We buy diapers we buy wipes and they see where it's going. And also people that otherwise don't feel like they could give back really embrace the diaper bank. And, you know, also, you know, you know, you know, when you buy the size ones, the biggest box of size ones, the next day your child's going to be a size two. For Uh, sure. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So they'll bring the size ones to us and, you know, they're happy that we can distribute them. And and then it's kind of developed into a resource room as well. So we have the diaper bank going. And then, you know, I realized that middle school reading is kind of a, a neglective area of reading because in the elementary school years, you know, they're cute and you take them to the library, story time, it's fabulous. And for high school, they're kind of on their way. But middle school, you know, they're tricky. You don't take them to the library as much. So I collected a bunch of books geared towards the middle school reading level um, and have that in there. And then also I I scour the Target sale racks too to get like jackets and stuff. So I have a, a some jackets that I bought at the end of the winter last year. So we can put that into the diaper bank for people because, you know, and especially in New Hampshire, it's cold. So we yeah. I try and have mittens, hats, and some jackets that we get half price. What a fabulous idea. What a, what a great thing to do. That's so but cool. It was, yeah. It's all Christine. I mean, it, <laughs> I really don't think if I had done that ride, I, I don't think, I, I mean, because it really, that was not on my radar. It was just, it was not there. And then, I, and that's the great thing. Her words of encouragement to me brought it out of many people in the community. I mean, one young man got his Eagle Scout project. The, he adopted the diaper bank and, you know, really helped us to get off the ground. Another young lady, she used it as her senior project, and she got a ton of donations. And so, like I said, I well, Christine started it, but you know, it's just allowed such goodness to come out of the community, and people that it's helped in the community are grateful. And it's just been, it's made the work environment more rewarding, and it's just, it's just been fabulous. That's so cool. That's really cool. I, I, I mean, I'm just so great. I'm so grateful to Peloton for everything. 
Have you told Christine this story? No, to be honest, I'm not very good with technology, so I just figured out how to uh, <laughs> message on Instagram. And so, yeah, I haven't told her. I, I put it out on a Facebook thing may, maybe the end of last summer, but I, I, I haven't contacted her about it. We might have to take this recording and make sure she gets it. Oh, she, oh my gosh. I, I, if I ever met her, like, I don't think I could even talk. I just, I paralyzed. <laughs> and I mean, and, and I, I've said it before. She's like the Barbara Walters of Peloton or because, you know, Barbara Walters, she'd interview people and they just start crying. And then on a Christine ride, you'll think you have it all together. And then she'll just play some song and then she'll say something and you'll be like, She's so right. I am bigger than a smaller pair of pants. <laughs> That's wonderful. I mean, they, they, the instructors, they do know how to connect. And we all have like one instructor, maybe two if we're lucky, that we really, really feel that connection with. So I, I think that's super cool. And I love that story. And I bet she would love it, too. I bet she would love to hear that. So we'll have I to hope see so, if we it can... was all her. Yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't all her. And I think she would tell you that, too. She inspired <laughs> you, but you did the work and you you should take credit for that. So good job. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of switching gears a little bit because you mentioned Disney earlier. So you you love Disney. As we were also corresponding, you said that you thought that there should be a store in Disney. Disney World. How is there not a store? I mean, Disney Springs is the perfect place for a Peloton store. It's got all those high-end brands there. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when you're in Disney World, you have that magic band. And yeah. when you use the magic band, it you know, at the moment, you're like, this isn't costing me anything. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I can, can you just see it? I mean, you know, you're feeling kind of pudgy after, you know, after eating all the fabulous food at Disney or at Disney Springs, you try out the, the bike and it's fabulous. And you're like, just put it on the band. <laughs> they could put it right next to the Giardelli ice cream parlor. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. It would. Actually. And it'll give me a place to wait. While you go and check out the store, <laughs> if it, if they had had those bikes to try in the gyms, I can guarantee you I would have bought one years earlier because it was. I mean. I, I so would have given it a try and I was so bummed because I saw in all years net they were showing the new gym and I was like, oh, my God, a dream has come true. Peloton as at Disney World. My my life is complete now. And so I I messaged the all years net people and I was like, is that a Peloton bike and it was not. It's it was not. the, the it, Italian one. The techno gym or whatever it's called. Yeah. Exactly. This, yeah. The Swan and Dolphin has Pelotons. They right? do. They do. I wonder if they'll yeah. switch. Yeah, well, because they're a Weston. They're they're oh, you know they're okay. Yeah, but they're not a, a fit. They're I, I don't know what the deal is, but they're a Weston and something else, which is why they have the Peloton bikes. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. It's all I coming clear. Feel like that's where we need to stay from now on, Tom. I feel well, like maybe when we don't have the kids in tow. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, and, and I have to say, Peloton and Disney is connecting again because oh, I remember that was one of the things John Foley must have been thinking about because I was like, should I do a marathon? Should I give it a try? And I was kind of going back and forth, but then when you know it, they came out with the Peloton marathon program and i was like well i guess that's a sign that i'm supposed to sign up for the disney marathon oh so, my god they're in sync with your life <laughs> yeah. so i signed up for the disney marathon in 2020 
Wow. That is so cool. So are you doing the marathon program now or are you waiting till you get closer? Wait until I get a little bit closer. I've been doing the Peloton Tread Challenge or the Rebecca Kennedy Tread Challenge. Yes, yes. Are you loving it? Oh, yeah. And for me, you know, I hear a lot of talk. Should I get the tread? Should I not get the tread? But since I've gotten the tread, I mean, granted, it's a combination of the tread, weight loss, getting the right medications. You know, it's a whole bunch of different things. But for me, training by power on the tread has been just a total game changer. It's interesting because I don't do a lot of power. Well, I love Matt Wilpers. I don't do a lot of power on the bike. It just for some reason, it doesn't connect. But when I was doing the tread challenge, it became clear, you know, this is what my power is for easy runs. This is what my power is for the tempo runs. This is what my power is for the interval runs. And this is what my power does on the hill runs. And so now when I go, I don't don't pay much attention to the minutes per mile, but I will pay attention to the power. And my times, I haven't run times like this in in 10 years or so. I mean, I, I, I thought my days of these kind of athletic achievements were a hundred percent over and I am a hundred percent sure that if it wasn't for Peloton this would not be happening like these times I just I, I just finished and I just can't believe that I, I I can do this that is so cool yeah that's awesome I love yeah. hearing that that's wonderful I, I'm curious how you kind of figured out that that was your power the like that that was the right one to use do you like use your average for the entire class or do you kind of just note that like that's the power I'm using on really hard intervals or how are you kind of noting that yeah I didn't do an FTP test or anything like right, that but right. I did notice what it was for different paces and I know you know I want to improve my running pace so I know I need to push a bigger power so like for easy stuff you know usually I'm warming up at about 210 and then for the tempo runs I'm keeping it between like 250 and 275 and then for the hit and interval it's like 275 but I know I have to be more comfortable in the 300s to to get where I want to go and so it's just been I just noticed it over time and for me I've noticed the minutes per mile how it translates into outdoors is it's about the tread is about a minute per mile slower than what i run outdoors but i don't really care because i'm going by the power anyway so i don't really pay attention to the minute per mile anymore wow that's all so cool very fascinating yeah Yeah, it's been great like i said i thought these times that i'm running now were just done and over well, congratulations. Yeah, that's really cool. Thank you. Yeah, and then, I mean, on the bike, I used it. There's a bike ride in Colorado called the Triple Bypass, and it's 120 miles over three mountain passes in one day at elevation, and I had done it in my college years, and it was a suffer fest. I mean, <laughs> I don't think I, even though you would have thought I was in better shape in college, I mean, I was certainly active, I was running, I was riding, but it was always painful, and it was only 108 miles at that point, point. and so, but I decided I really wanted to go for something hard, so I signed up for it, and I did it this past July. Wow. And I mean, yeah, and it was so much better than when I did it in college. Like I, the first uh, aid station, I got to it and I was like, I can't believe this aid station isn't at the top of the pass. Like I would have thought they would have put the aid station at the top of the pass. And so I get, uh, you know, I get back on my bike. I'm like, oh, I guess it's going to get hard now. And then I'm like, oh, 
this is the top of the pass. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And then it was cool to see the Peloton people and Joby One Kenobi. I connected with Joby One Kenobi a couple times on the ride, and I had no idea who he was prior to the ride, but he was wearing a Peloton Road Riders jersey and it was cool to see peloton people and it was easy to make that connection like oh what's your leaderboard name and who do you who's your favorite instructor and it was just it in that day was absolutely it, it couldn't have been any better i mean at 120 miles my butt didn't even hurt after that and good lord just, woman that's amazing I, I was just sad it was over and again i'm so grateful because without peloton i used the peloton bike like 90% to train for that. And I wouldn't have been able to train for it as well if I had been training outdoors. That is, wow, impressive. And I love how you just threw that only out, that it was only 108 miles back then. Like that was, that was real casual only. (laughs) (laughs) And and I'm telling you, those last eight miles, I mean, oh, I remember them from college. Not one of those miles was pretty. It was like a march. So what is your leaderboard name? My leaderboard name is Helen Stew. And the reason, because it's kind of a boring name, but when I graduated from medical school and I wanted to be involved, you know, sometimes in politics, someone suggested having a name that people wouldn't know was me. Because sometimes as, you know, as a physician, you can't really put out there what you personally think of different things because you just have to be neutral. Mm -hmm. And so they suggested having a kind of a secret way to get some of your viewpoints out there. When I got the Peloton bike, to be honest, I thought it was it was such an extravagant thing for me. And I was I was kind of embarrassed that I was buying it. So I was like, I don't want anybody to know that it's me on that bike. Like, if anybody finds out, I'm just going to be so embarrassed. But the hugely funny thing is I've been going to spin class at the gym, which was eh, but over years, like one person would go. And so then. And then we were down to six. Then the next person would go. And I'm like, where the heck is everybody going? Why is nobody at my spin class? And then it turns out I get my Peloton. I'm like, that's where they all went. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. I mean, Peloton people can just kind of seek each other out. And so when I'm in the office, a lot of times parents will be like, oh, what's your leaderboard name? And yeah, so we'll talk Peloton during their child visit, which which isn't ideal. But we do start we, we bring it back around to the child. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. That's yeah. good. So just just one little aside. You said that like you were so excited to talk about Peloton because your family doesn't. And so none of them ride the Peloton. My husband rides every once in a while. He doesn't okay. hate the Peloton, but he's not as into it. Okay. Um, but the kids, I mean, I've got two 18-year-olds, a 15-year-old, and a 12-year-old. And the 12-year-old will do it every once in a while, but all the others just roll their eyes. <laughs> um, the three oldest are super fast runners, and I desperately want them to get on the tread. And, like, they did do the tread over the winter because sometimes you just can't run outside given right. the weather, and they need to run certain workouts. And I'm like, just do a live workout. I mean, you'll get a shout out. It'll be so cool. And they're like, no, mom. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they do the just run feature, put the iPad on. And and they're and I'm like, isn't it fabulous? And they're like, whatever. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, that's our children, too. It's like, whatever. Oh. Oh. And, and we did. Me and my husband, we went. There's a big 
cross-country running race in New York City the Saturday after Thanksgiving. It's a big high school race. And we went for the kids, or for the, for their high school race. But then we managed to sneak into Peloton on Sunday morning while we abandoned the children at the hotel. But it's okay. I mean, they're old enough that we can abandon them responsibly in the hotel. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> but, that was awesome. <laughs> That's cool. I rode with Matt Wilpers and Jen Sherman. And Matt Wilpers could not be, well, both of them were fabulous. But I got a chance to talk to Matt Wilpers and just, he could not have been any any nicer. I just, I was just so blown away. I mean, he comes across as super nice. And then when they actually live up to that in real life, it's just, you know, it doesn't happen all that often. And he was just fabulous. That's awesome. Yeah, he is a very nice person. And Jen Sherman is too. Uh, well, actually, they yeah. all are. Yeah. I, I really haven't yeah. had a bad interaction with any of them. They've all been great. I, I mean, he's the only one I've had the chance to meet, like actually talk to. And I'm not sure I could actually get words out with any, even with him. I was like, what do I say? Like, how, how do I talk to him? This is Matt Wilpers. What do I do? <laughs> do you have any advice for people who are just now entering the world of Peloton? My advice would be to try all the instructors and don't let any ride be intimidating. You know, I'll see some people like, I don't know if I can do a Tabata ride or I don't know if I can do a heart rate max ride. Just try it. The worst you're going to have to do is slow down. And as long as you're out there trying, you know, just just give it a go. You got to start somewhere and, you know, you'll find an instructor that you click with and just have fun with it. And also, I'd try and do a live ride as your first ride and because some people seem intimidated to do a live ride as your first ride but you'll probably get a call out i um, agree yeah <laughs> i i agree those are both very good pieces of advice absolutely yeah. and just have fun with it too totally so where can people find you on social media if you would like to be found yeah they're welcome to find me on Facebook, Sarah Lester, and I think my Instagram is SS Lester, but I'm not sure. But I don't really post anything, so I'm really not worth looking up on social media. <laughs> and if they want to find out what you think about the world, they can <laughs> they can yeah, Google Helen Stew. Yeah, but I don't say much anymore. I just I just zip it for the most part. It's, no matter who you are, it's probably safe these it. days. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to join us. Do we owe you a copay or how does this work do we get a sucker the bill tomorrow okay okay Okay. do we get a sucker and a sticker on the way out the door (laughs) exactly yeah we have fabulous stickers (laughs) sarah thank you so much this has been a lot of fun and i really appreciate you taking the time oh thank you very much and yeah lane my family again thanks you for letting me talk about peloton so i don't have to talk to them well they are welcome you can contact me anytime and we can chat peloton oh thank you well have a good rest of your weekend thank you yeah have a great day thanks you you too too. we'll talk to you later bye bye here's today's recipe for success So does uh, Sarah have a recipe for us? She does. We haven't had one in a while. It's been a little bit. Yeah. Let me pull it up here. So Sarah gave us a brownie recipe, Tom. Did she make it weird? Well, it's, I I don't, I would, no, there's no flaxseed. She, she did tweak it a little bit, but it's, I think these are all perfectly acceptable tweaks. Um, It's a King Arthur flour recipe and we've got. What's that? I I feel like you're trying to sneak something weird by me. Nope. Okay. And uh, so you get you start off with one and a half sticks of butter. So how how good for you could it be? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Two like cups her. of sugar. You feeling better? Yeah. All right. One cup of cocoa powder. Okay. 
one tablespoon of vanilla. Okay. Uh, a half a teaspoon of baking powder, a half teaspoon of salt, three eggs, one cup all-purpose flour, and then two cups of chocolate chips. So she went the Chris Merrill route. Totally. She was like, I'm not doing anything even remotely healthy. Nope. Love it. All in for Tom. So Thank you. <laughs> it's been a long, it's been years <laughs> since someone. But you mocked Chris Merrill when he did it. Let me just remind the you. the early days. Well, first off, <laughs> you should always mock Chris Merrill. <laughs> like that's how that works. Oh, gotta love Chris Merrill. Yes. He's such a good guy. You still also have to mock him. Yes. He, he, <laughs> he is a. Uh, he likes to be mocked. Yes. He likes to mock as well. So if you would like to find that recipe, and I would like you to, <laughs> you could do that uh, over at theclipout.com. Okay. So uh, I guess that's it for this one. What, pray tell, do you have in store for people next week? We're going to be talking to Mark Mohammedpour. Okay. And uh, this guy has an amazing weight loss story. So I'm super excited to share it with everybody and what he's done with his life since then Very inspiring So everybody needs to hear that Awesome So uh, until then Where can people find you? People can find me At facebook.com Slash crystal D. O'Keefe They can find me On Instagram, Twitter On the bike And of course the tread At Clip Out Crystal And you can find me On Twitter At Roger Kubert Or on Facebook At facebook.com Slash Tom O'Keefe You can find the show online At facebook.com Slash the clip out While you're there You can also join the group Also don't forget That you can find us On Apple Podcasts Where you can rate Review and subscribe. So uh, that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling and running. Come on and take a ride with me.